0: Welcome to Killer Cuts and Sick Tapes. Alright. We are recording. Alright. You heard the intro. It's so time for Killer Cuts and Sick Tapes. Uh, we are Mad Fister. And since I am mad, he must obviously be the Fister. And
1: Fuck. Do I got to do that whole spiel again?
0: You do. There was a whole spiel that came before this. I'm just going to put a, like, technical fuck-ups little thing. All right. Apparently there were shots fired at us. Please tell me, yeah. about, tell me about that.
1: Shots fired from another show on this channel. We'll just call it what is, whatever the fuck it's called. They mocked me, mocked me, and they mocked our music knowledge. Not understanding that we have a broad spectrum of music knowledge and that we not we won't always agree, and we'd never agree, even though they say that we always agree. Which I guarantee we're not going to agree today. We didn't agree during Caskey. We didn't agree during Post Malone. So those people who fired shots at us obviously have not been watching the show.
0: Yeah. You just don't always agree. It's just that we have a little more respect for each other than they have for us, I suppose.
1: Yes, because we both know that our
0: music knowledge is expansive. And also limited at the same time. If you're so expansive, you can get lost in the weeds. And sometimes... Sometimes somebody may not know the exact detail of something. Sometimes people know, know too much about one subject. It happens. Right, well,
1: I am very hip-hop um, based, which is fine. I get it. Mm-hmm. And you are all over the map with like obscure indie stuff that most people don't ever hear of until we do a show about it, except for their fan base, which is awesome because it has opened up my eyes to a lot of different music. I respect that. I appreciate that.
0: And getting me to sit down and actually take apart the lyrics of some people I may have overlooked. I didn't give Kevin Gates enough credit in my life that he was a good lyricist.
1: Right? And, hey, we got through that. We worked through it, even though we did a mixtape, which we hate doing mixtapes, especially if you got to purchase them. But I, I understand it. I get it. Get it. But, yeah, so shots were fired. And now, they have challenged us to two different shows. So we will be doing those different shows coming up. But, before we get to that, we are going to do what?
0: Acid bath.
1: Acid bath. When the kite string popped from Rotten Records in
0: 1994. And it is, uh that's a money
1: problem. that's a money title oh yeah yeah, yeah. that, that <laughs> title's awesome like if if i would ever i got to watch a lot of their live shows a lot of their live shows were really <laughs> really really interesting
0: and intense
1: <laughs> i am surprised that the band members made it through some of those performances to be completely honest with you um and i know that um Everybody knows that I hate, like, scream metal. And there was a bit of screaming in this, which, you know, some of it I understood, and some of it I really didn't understand. And then come to find out that half of the lyrics are in Russian.
0: Well, no, 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 different band.
1: Oh, different, oh, different band, oh. No, no, these guys,
0: these guys are the guys from Louisiana.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do have
0: some lyrics in uh, Creole.
1: Yeah, which, okay, so that's probably why I didn't understand Save part of it.
0: it. Um, but, uh...
1: But I don't understand the scream. Like, I don't... <laughs> when they're screaming stuff, unless I slow it down, like, I don't understand what they're saying. And it and it hurts my ears, because I listen to music so loud, dude, in my car, that some of it I wasn't expecting.
0: But there because are they'll... also a lot of clean vocals on this.
1: Oh, very much so, yeah, yeah, yeah. like... Honestly, like Tranquilize was like my favorite song on the album. Shockingly enough.
0: Yeah, the song about being drunk all the time, that's 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 not a surprise. That's a shock. It's all wow. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, not much of a shock there, but yes, uh, I mean, but dude, it was melodic.
0: Oh, that and, one's definitely more on the stoner metal side of things. Yeah, yeah
1: and he sang, and it, he had a, the voice, like, it worked well with that song.
0: Yep.
1: I did. In my opinion, it did. Now, I, I had a hard time getting through the whole thing, to be honest with you, because of the screaming stuff. So, just so you know.
0: At least, there's a, at least there's a couple of ballads on here. Yeah, for sure. If, I mean, calling them ballads. I'm going to call them ballads because they are their version of ballads. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I I wouldn't call them
0: ballads by most people's.
1: And so, how would you describe this genre of music?
0: Okay, I'd describe sludge metal as a weird... It has, like, the production quality of, like, a hardcore punk sound. With the more slowed down Doom Metal stuff with a lot less uh, emphasis on, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. It's not very, it has a lot more in-your-face moments than I'd say most Doom Metal has. It kind of wants to always jump up and grab you, you know, just randomly. (laughs) Right, and and
1: and honestly, so a couple of the songs I actually had to look up the lyrics because I couldn't understand what they were saying. So, that but lyrically, what they're writing about, very very well written, kind of depressing a little bit, but well written. Not, oh, just, a lot of it is just
0: straight up depressing.
1: What's your favorite song?
0: Uh, I'd honestly say uh, "Scream of the Butterfly."
1: Okay, I can see, I can see that, like, um...
0: It is, it's actually, the title is taken from a 1965 B-movie, which is totally appropriate for them. Right. (laughs) Like, like that is, like... So... I imagine if the, if the doors got into meth, this is probably how they would have sounded. So, is...
1: Now, I have a question because, like, you know, like, Dope Theme talks about a lot of dope and and stuff like that. Yes, they were on a
0: lot of drugs.
1: So so you would – all right, I get it. So being from Louisiana, though, like, I think besides song titles and some of the lyrical stuff, like, if you were to, like, plop them in the middle of the Midwest, we'll say Iowa – Do you think they'd be more successful in, like, an area that would understand them more than the
0: Deep South? See, I don't think so, because around them, around the area that they were touring, there was a huge sludge metal scene starting. Okay. It, It didn't, it didn't, it wasn't at its highest level by the time they broke up, but... Other bands went to other band. other members of the band, when this one broke up, went to other Sludge Metal acts. And so it's not like they were. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, if you look at the band members like I did, like, I looked up the band members for this album alone to mm-hmm. start with. But then I started doing some research, and they've had, like, 37 members of Acid Bath.
0: Yeah. There's been very few times when they were completely stable. Which, I mean, that's going to happen.
1: Right, and, and, and honestly, I, their drummer, Jimmy Kyle, is awesome.
0: Oh, they're... Jimmy Kyle. I love how they will have... I don't know what song it's on. I, It might even be on Scream of the Butterfly, where they are going through the full-on double-kick death stuff, but the song itself is not. It's still going at a slow pace.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, except vocals for the are, Yeah, so it was... They did that on a couple of them. They did that on Scream of the Butterfly... I noticed it a little bit on tragalize but not as much as scream of the butterfly and also what color is death I noticed it on a little bit.
0: And I really really like that facet to them that they do they do not like staying the same for more than 30 seconds at a time.
1: No, but that's so for a consumer of like music like me that was hard for me to get through. Yeah, you're like because like being hip hop, everything is so like structured and Tight. it's got to be a certain way. Yeah. And so when when I hear music that doesn't go that way, like I have a hard time following it.
0: Like they took a lot of influence from bands like Rush. I would say where Rush is also that way. Like you think of Tom Sawyer, how many different breakdowns and structures that has?
1: Okay, yeah, that's true. But it I just, mean it just it, it, it just but on rush's like commercial hits, it was very structured,
0: oh yeah, no, other no, commercial stuff was different,
1: so but, I mean i I guess it's just uh I, I, I'm a commercial consumer, I guess
0: oh, uh, you are with you are with metal for sure at the moment, I mean, that's the thing, everybody's gonna be a commercial consumer at some level, right, you bought the album, <laughs> you are a commercial consumer, you didn't make it, <laughs> it's. Right that would be really, I get it, I get it, that'd be I get it. really confusing if you had made this and not remembered it
1: uh well, I'm sure some of the band members didn't remember making
0: a lot of this. oh, I know they didn't. <laughs> they had no idea um I'd also like to talk about one of the producers who also uh is one of the co-owners of the label uh Spike Cassidy uh I've met him once.
1: what kind uh, of dude is he?
0: He is a uh, guitarist for uh, DRI Dirty Rotten Imbeciles. And okay. I don't have it on me right now, but my uh, my concert going jacket, I actually have a DRI patch that I bought directly from him.
1: <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Sweet. So the co-owner of a label/producer slash producer is selling merch oh, at shows. That's awesome.
0: Oh yeah, that's well that's a See, that's something you're not used to. Most pe- metal and punk, you know how you get there's why there's so many different like signings from more rock guys? It's cause most of them man the merch booths themselves. Like after they're
1: set or before they're set, right? Yeah. Usually after they're set, they'll they'll No set no it mostly up.
0: mostly uh during the other the other people's uh Yeah yeah. Because yeah. uh, you don't wanna do it after because you're too tired. Okay, I, I dig that. I'm okay, If you're I'm the, just if, you're the to... if you're the headliner, you want to do it like why the second band is going, for. Oh In- yeah, but In- if
1: I'm yeah, you're the headliner, obviously, right? You're gonna yeah, but I'm talking like the the, the first, second, third bands that go up, yep. they're probably gonna try and do it after, so people get a taste of their music before yep. they start selling stuff. Yeah, that's why it sucks if you're, you're the. That's why, it's, stuff, yeah, that's why it's sucks it why it
0: sucks if you're like uh, the first band going. Because not only does oh. no no one expects you to be good
1: <laughs> as a performer, I actually like that. Because then I could sit and chill and you know mingle, I guess.
0: Yeah, but these are also the kind of parties where you go into the bathroom and you find like six people nearly dying on their own vomit. <laughs> it's, Fact. It's not the not that kind of show.
1: Right, right, right. These are not
0: a not a place that you stay for very long sober. So like, <laughs> the idea that you have to pace yourself and sit at the table can get kind of annoying. <laughs> you know, you yeah, imagine I mean, watching like, everyone else fall,
1: like pacing nothing.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: I had rules when I performed. Like, I couldn't do anything before it.
0: One of the most uh, telling things I'd say about this band has to do with uh, their most infamous thing about their uh, album cover being this album cover being done by uh, John Wayne Gacy. Yes,
1: yes, holding a kite.
0: Yes, Um, this is actually something the label uh, asked the lead singer didn't like, but the other band members did.
1: So, So, pop up the album cover so people can see it.
0: I'll have that... Uh, I'll do that in post.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The edit. I, I just wanted to yep. say it so, you know, that segued it into it.
0: Yep. I All also right. want to mention their other artwork. Now, believe it or not, this had a, an EP of radio edits. Oh, <laughs> <really>? <laughs> I just saw your face like, what?
1: How did they... You know how much work it would take to edit this?
0: This is already a hard album to get physically. I'm very happy I own one.
1: Ooh. CD, album, or? CD. CD.
0: The album is, like, exceedingly rare. But you can, you can, I'm talking, like, an early, like, I found this when I was, like, only a couple years after 1994. (laughs) So I don't even know how it made it up here. Right. But, uh, the radio edits is a, is doodles by uh Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: And their final album, unfortunately, uh, as we will get to. Uh, Pagan Terrorism Tactics has a cover done by Dr. Jack Kevorkian.
1: Hey, hey Michigan man, let's
0: get it. <laughs> <laughs> man. So you have to admit that's a pretty oh, diverse, yeah, pretty sadistic.
1: Pretty sadistic. Uh, I
0: Love wouldn't. It. I wouldn't say that Kevorkian's sadistic, but like I'm not. Sure. I understand
1: the Kevorkian thing. It's yeah. just you know.
0: yeah, but it's kind of an interesting thing. They were on the finger enough of pop culture to understand that kind of thing. Like I mean. Right. That's why Dr. Seuss' name dropped here.
1: Right, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Also, it works really well with the song, because the whole thing is about the death of uh, imagination and purity.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: saying that Dr. Seuss is dead is a very good way of saying this. It's direct sure. and insane.
1: So, like,
0: I, uh... Like, are there any songs you really want to, you really were too confused by?
1: The Bones of a Baby Doll.
0: Okay. Yeah, there's... Wow. I just wanted to look it up quick. No, there's not even a fucking... Uh... Uh... Like... Like, there's not even a fucking hazard to guess on on Genius. Like, nobody's tried. (laughs) Which does not surprise me. We smoke the bones of baby dolls. Okay, so
1: I w- a little insane insanity definition of insanity um, or
0: or it's some like colloquial term we don't know.
1: I was guessing it was like um like a, a a call for like smoking crack or meth or something. That's the way I looked at it.
0: Like doing speed balls or something like that.
1: Yeah, like, some absolutely wild, but, like, the... Whew.
0: So, yeah. I finally caved, even though I've listened to it a million times, and looked up the meanings for uh, Cassie each co- Eats Cockroaches, because I could not figure that out for years. Uh, but I did, I got to the point where I did figure, I did find out exactly, I thought I knew it, but I did not know what the second movie clip in that is. So the first clip is from A Clockwork Orange, which okay. is a never never a good sign. No. Second one is from Blue Velvet. So, uh, no, it's it's totally uh, necrophilia. Honestly, not surprising.
1: No, yeah, no, cold packing doesn't shock me at all with these people.
0: No, no, it, it's not surprising. It's just more, oh, thank God, I finally know. But them go going using those clips, honestly, that's that's nice. That's classy. <laughs> Look, it's classy for it's classy for this kind of shit.
1: Oh like, classy for sludge metal. Okay. Yeah, like finger paintings of the insane. That's classy. Dude, I'm telling you what, like I I I feel um less mentally Stable after listening to this, to be completely honest with you.
0: I mean he didn't like I mean it doesn't mention feces, does it?
1: yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, the the last like
0: hey, everything else is kinda there, but not feces. Right. (laughs) I mean they kept it clean ish. They tried, damn it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the mortician's flame. Hmm.
0: Well, I mean that's that's. I mean that's just you know working on a corpse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you're from Detroit. Come on, that's the birth of horror core right there. It, I get it. I've I've heard shit from I've heard horror core from Detroit. You don't get to judge. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> right. You do not get to judge, sir.
1: Oh, my God, we should put a horrorcore band on the fucking turnstile.
0: Mm. Remind me of that later.
1: The original horrorcore band,
0: Esha. Although he called it acid rap.
1: Yeah, he still calls it acid rap, but it was like the beginning of horrorcore. Anyway.
0: Yeah, no, Esha, i I say Nataz would be the perfect thing for that.
1: He was a reverse racist, too. I Esham heard was. I'd heard about that. He hated black people for a long time.
0: Yeah, which is weird. He was a yeah. he's a weird dude. Absolutely. But uh, but uh, I wanted to talk about the so, about the lyrical content, and I'm going to start with the first one where it's uh, where the whole thing is about. Hit, uh, that starts out beautifully. It's where it's like talking about the sun and stuff like that, and it's like, oh no! Then it's like talking about the sun off a kitchen knife. Oh, well, that's not going to go well. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. So it definitely, uh... and it goes. So there was a lot.
1: There was a lot less screaming in this than I anticipated, to be honest with you.
0: Well, the uh, the elite, the singer Dax Riggs he uh, he also does blues and regular rock, so
1: ah that makes sense, and that's probably why he's a very good lyricist, because to be blues you have to be a very good lyricist, and you have got to be able to uh you know be all, ultimate ultra creative.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, because. Well, blues can get stale really easily. Mind you, his version of blues is a little uh, weird, but, yeah. right. but it's, it's definitely more independent type blues stuff than I think most people would be like, is this blues? They'd be like, no, no, it's blues. It's just not the kind you're used to. You know, it's not the right. classic kind of Muddy Waters type deal, which I do love Muddy Great so, dude.
1: they have. Did you know that they had, like, three backup singers?
0: Yes. Yes, they did.
1: Like, at all times? Like, that's, like.
0: Yeah, they're, uh. Well, I'm they. Sure. I know their, uh. Their bassist, the one who, uh, who died, was also a singer. So, they actually.
1: Audrey Petrie.
0: Yes. He unfortunately, uh, passed in a drunk driving accident. And it's, uh part of why the band broke up, but it's not entirely why it's interesting because a lot of the uh, there's a huge cult following around this band shock
1: right no no not at all <laughs> like and this kind, of, this kind of this kind of sings to like the preteen adolescent um yeah you know like wanting to commit suicide type deal kids
0: people that have problems Yes. Like, this is the kind of shit I put on if I am, like, in a particularly bad mood.
1: Oh, that's good to know.
0: Well, I do. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't. I picked it. You know, they have listened to it. Right. <laughs> um, another thing their label mismanaged the hell out of them, which is a problem. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, one of the and, and the biggest issue uh, with rotten records is that they uh, they are pretty protective of their IPs, and uh, so they a lot. There's not a lot of stuff that isn't live shows, and there's even like most of the views for screaming the butterfly come off of uh come off of a guy with the with the vinyl doing a video of the vinyl going that's not good (laughs) no that's bad (laughs) but uh i found this out uh if if anyone wants to hear the full thing uh rock and roll true stories did a uh did an episode on them only 3 months ago, which is not long ago at all. Uh I will be putting the link in the description of the podcast and the video itself. And uh it's the and I got I got a lot inf- more context for them from there. Cuz I I'm going to be honest, these got like to me these were just kind of some weirdos from down south that I'd never, you know, heard of. Right? You know, I had known, like, but uh, they got hounded for years about doing, like, did they have any unreleased material, and the uh, and they keep saying, no, they do not, and I believe them.
1: Oh, yeah, it's probably like a, a Biggie Smalls type thing where he just recorded music and then left.
0: Yeah, well, not, well, according to the guitarist, Closest thing they have is like a practice session that's maybe on tape somewhere, and they don't know about it. Closest thing. Right on. Which, honestly, would be probably unlistenable because I can't imagine what practicing and coming up with songs would sound sound like doing this.
1: Yeah, like unedited versions of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No balancing. It, was, well, it, and it no... sounds like
1: a bunch of kids in the kitchen with pots and pans, and some dude screaming over it.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, also, one thing, they did not like being called a uh, New Orleans band.
1: Well, they're not. They're from, like, Homa.
0: But, I mean, they didn't like being associated with the scene, strangely enough.
1: Yeah, but would you? Uh,
0: the For the New Orleans uh, scene, then? I mean, yeah, that's where Down and Crowbar were and stuff. So, I mean, it's not like they weren't in good company. It was more that they thought that wasn't exactly who they were. Uh, the bassist that died, uh, Audie Pro... Uh, I can't pronounce his name. Petra. Petra. He uh He said uh, that, okay, you go down to Louisiana and you keep going to the south And if you look where the ocean is, you basically keep going inward until until you can't tell the difference between swamp and ocean, and that's where they're from. Right. And honestly, that's kind of how they sound. Well, you know, that's like barely on the shores of sanity.
1: (laughs) And not only that, but that's very Native American land, too.
0: Well, like I said, they had uh, some Creole lyrics and stuff like that, so... They were very, like, into their... Into where they were from.
1: Did you know that that's where, like, most of the TV show from the History Channel, Swamp People, was filmed?
0: That doesn't surprise me. I've never watched it, but... But, uh... Like... So, one of their... The only song that got an official video... Tubabu Kumi. Yeah. Uh, that's a Cajun word uh for uh for land of the white cannibals.
1: Did you have to look that
0: up? I did, of course I fucking did. Do you think I know fucking Cajun? Hell no. no. I don't even know French. Uh but it's a. Uh, it's like nobody's quite sure what they're talking about,
1: right? Because I didn't, I didn't pick that up from listening to the song, really.
0: Well, I mean, like, I'm gonna fuck a hole in Kennedy's head is probably pretty. That makes more sense now.
1: Right, I'm looking it up right now. Just, just I don't know. I just want the, I want a definition, official definition of it. But I'll, I'll look it up after the show.
0: Yeah. Uh well, they used it again for a Diablo solo where they did that, where it means drunken devil. They are, uh, they, uh, they were pretty, they, they were pretty aware of how, uh, them white people got land.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Like, so. So, what exactly about the screaming threw you off? Was it the suddenness? Really? Or just the not be able to understand? Because sometimes... Not, be able,
1: not being able to understand it. Okay. Because I like to understand what I'm listening to.
0: I mean, because...
1: Doesn't, that doesn't bother me. I, and a couple of them it did because I wasn't expecting it. But the second time through, like, I knew it was coming. So it wasn't like, okay.
0: No. Yeah, and they do... F- they flip really quickly back and forth. We so, if not. you were to
1: rate this, what would you rate this one uh to ten?
0: I really can't. I've had this album for too goddamn long, okay, like do you really like that's it's one of those things It's like can you really rate stuff from your teenage collection with any kind of objectivity
1: <laughs> so i if if i if I re- listened to it, I could,
0: but it would be very hard.
1: It'd be different. I'd have a different emotion listening to it the second time than I did the first time I heard it. Especially since I've heard so much music since then. So I get it.
0: I did get some different emotions this time. I think a lot of that more has to do with the current quarantine going on. (laughs) Right? It really tapped into those emotions.
1: Oh, I'm sure they did. (laughs) Because, like, Suicide Rock, or, sorry, Sludge Metal, um...
0: It's not all it's about... It's a bit different
1: when you're trapped inside your house.
0: Yeah. I, like, depression is a huge theme in all of Sledge Metal. I mean, uh, like, there's an album, not by them, called uh, Existence is Misery. <laughs> nice. Are they wrong?
1: Uh, I don't know. I kind of like my life. I love my life. no,
0: no, no, no. But to exist is to be miserable, technically would you not is there such thing as an existence free of misery no okay it's it's like a take on the life is suffering from the buddha
1: you're right yeah okay yeah yeah so i get it
0: but it's it's more it's a more it is they these guys are a bit more nihilistic than most that's for sure
1: well, in order to enjoy extreme happiness, you have to feel extreme pain anyway. I'm a firm believer in that, so.
0: And and uh, yeah, they talk about extremely painful things. Yes, they do. A lot. And they went through extremely painful things. As we alluded, one of their, uh, their bassists died in a drunk driving accident, like.
1: Right. Which, I, I didn't read how he died. I just know that he, he, no he was here. not
0: the drunk driver.
1: That might be why I didn't get much on it, so
0: uh, so but uh, according to the band members, they were already considering uh breaking up right before uh they and it was it it wasn't that they hated each other or anything, which is unusual. <laughs> it was more they had all kind of grown to like different kinds of music and wanted to try different things, right. So like the breakup would have been probably one of the most uh, amicable in all of rock history,
1: <laughs> for sure.
0: Which is like, cause that's generally not what happens.
1: I'm surprised that we uh, haven't brought up the the late great Van Halen star that passed away from lung cancer or throat cancer. I'm sorry. Yeah. We should we should uh, we should touch on that a little bit today. I think.
0: Yeah, Eddie, Eddie dying. I had already heard he had cancer.
1: Yeah, I knew he had cancer too, but you know, like the severity of stuff like that, you don't really get until yeah. it's over. Yeah. Can you believe that Keith Richards and Ozzy Osbourne are still with us, and Eddie Van Halen is not? Yeah. Sad moment.
0: Yeah, I I had uh, I had explained to some people uh, what exactly he brought to he br- ended up bringing to music because i'm not going to jump down anyone's throat for not listening to him you know
1: i don't listen to van halen but i know eddie van halen was one of the best guitarists of all time i, I mean i know this
0: yeah that's that's the thing and but, kid, like
1: and and well that's,
0: the thing, that's like, what most people kid know after
1: about. kid like i'm you know like you cannot take away his piece of music history but um, I, I wasn't a uh, Van Halen fan. I didn't listen to Van Halen. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. You but... probably
0: heard some and and been all right with it, but
1: probably you probably heard but yeah. Uh, when... Jump yeah,
0: is pretty much the
1: yeah yeah. But can you imagine all the children that picked up a, an electric guitar because of Eddie Van Halen?
0: Well, I mean, if we're talking about Southern rockers right here, I mean, first person that comes to mind is Dimebag Darrell. Of right who who, right? who Eddie actually donated uh, his guitar off of one of his albums that have not be buried with. That's so, sweet. Yep. So I mean, Eddie seemed I, like an all around nice guy. Uh, I didn't did not know that. Yeah, because uh, Dimebag Darrow, for those of you don't know, was shot on stage. Right. So. All full of dead rockers today. I could just keep going. No, yeah. Honestly, this could, yeah. this could be a while. <laughs> like, well, I
1: mean, if you think about it, and and Prince is Prince is Prince is a, a rock star, man.
0: More funk, but yeah.
1: He was he was the Trent Reznor before Trent Reznor. No. Come on, he played all his own music, wrote all his own music, recorded himself, engineered himself, just like Trent Reznor did for his first five albums.
0: I know, but I wouldn't say that makes them comparable, just because they are very different stylistically.
1: No, st- not stylistically, but I'm talking like somebody who had the balls to just say, you know what, I'm going to do it all myself.
0: I don't know. Maybe it's just not as unusual from where I sit, being a multi-instrumentalist like that.
1: Yeah, you personally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, you, I mean, yeah. But for an average person, yeah, that's, yeah. oh, I can't do this. Like, I need, I, I, I need someone that can sing or I need... Someone that can play guitar, because I, I know how to play drums, but, you know. Yeah.
0: And there's – that's a like, that's the thing. It's like – and doing it all yourself, it's like, what do you think the hardcore bands were doing in the 80s? Right. <laughs> that's all they did. They literally didn't know how to play. They'd get on the stage, do shows until they figured it the fuck out. <laughs> or they didn't and died of an overdose. These were the right? options. <laughs> So,
1: get back to the shots fired a little bit. I want to talk about the uh, 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 competition that we were uh, All right. put on to do. If you if you'd like to do that, because I I know that uh, they talk to you about it more. All right. And I know that it's going to be edited too, so we, you could put it wherever you want, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, them dare assholes.
1: From that show, what you fucking call it.
0: Yes. I mean, that was
1: nearly the sh- name of this show, but we'll leave that out. That's just true. You were actually contemplating that one, and then you're like, how about to Cut Six Tastes? I'm like, oh, I like that. Instead of, what's that show? What's that fucking show?
0: Yeah.
1: So the competition that we have got, that we, that we are We have
0: to... This is a shot fired at me directly because I take digs at Drake a lot. A lot. Mostly because it's fun. And,
1: and I think of him as one of the geniuses in the hip-hop community, so they stand zero chance against you and me. Yes. So what is, what is the competition? What do we have to do?
0: We have to pick our, do a top five on Drake. So, okay. Each of so us. Each wh- of us do a top five.
1: Each of us do a top five on Drake? Yes. Done.
0: Yeah, I know. You have them all listed already.
1: I have like 27 in my head that I could <laughs> r- name off
0: right now. Yes. While I'm not the biggest Drake fan, I by no means hate him. No, it's just... He is overrated and smug. So... That is my feelings towards it. That doesn't make him a bad artist.
1: You see the smugness? I actually kind of think he's a little underrated, but that's just me. But anyway, anywho,
0: you also were not—you were also not young when Drake was in his heyday. That well, I was in my mid twenties. Yeah, I know, but not I having to listen to fucking every Tom, Dick, and Harry come in and be like, "Oh yeah, have you heard the new Drake stuff?" and it's like.
1: So what's the other one? We're we're doing a show against them too, aren't we?
0: We're going to be doing a show uh at the end of the year against them where we will be comparing top 10 lists of songs that describe the year 2020. Now, we awesome. need to do this uh we'll probably be doing this January, February, you know. Because uh we don't know how the year's gonna end yet. Right? We don't know how the elections even gonna end yet. But right. It will probably highly affect this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it will. And no, but yes. I mean, uh, yes, to, to, yeah. Well, I mean, it'll it'll affect this. Uh, how burned out the end will be. It'll be burned out. It'll be depressing and dark. This is not a. This not. I'm not saying I'm gonna put like, Flight of the Valkyries on this shit. Right. Like, like no no no. no.
1: Like for instance, like I actually made a video about seasonal depression, and this is we are jumping into that that season currently because of the weather changes. Yes, especially a Wisconsin man such as yourself who gets thirty-seven feet of snow every year,
0: and like zero sunlight.
1: <laughs> right,
0: like it's yeah, and no. then they. Have,
1: then they ask you to move the clocks back an hour. So you get even less sunlight. Yeah. <sighs> Depressing.
0: And I'm sure that Michigan will not be much better.
1: It's about the same without the thirty seven feet of snow. We average about a foot a year. It used to be a lot more, but you know, with climate change and you know, people destroying the, you know, you yeah. know, atmosphere, it's gotten a lot less. But that's that's besides the point. I just think the seasons aren't moving. Mm. So, since we uh, did Acid Bath on this show's topic, I, did what, wanna, how, we,
0: I also wanted to point out another thing that you might find interesting, is that uh, a lot of Dax Riggs's lyrics in other stuff and this, uh, apparently he's a huge fan of Frank Miller, Alan Moore, and Clive Barker.
1: So, if you could, send me that stuff while we do the Acid Bath wrap-up.
0: I'm sure you know who Alan Moore is. Yes, sir. You know who Frank Miller is? No. Daredevil. Oh, okay. And Clive Barker is the Hellraiser, dude.
1: Yes. Yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew that.
0: So, yeah. yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's pretty... He has some good taste. It's yeah, I would say... Good and uh, depressing taste.
1: <laughs> but I uh, I enjoyed some of it, and I hated some of it.
0: I know the screaming isn't your thing.
1: It was a little more melodic than I thought it would be, so that was a good. thing. I was I was impressed with that. Um, That's
0: one thing he wanted to move more away from, which I think he did that successfully.
1: Which w- what screaming? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I I can I mean sludge metal I can only assume that the uh, uh, major topics of that would be screaming. Because most metal is. Like heavy, heavy metal is a lot of screaming and a lot of rage, which I understand, but I like to understand what I'm listening to at the same time.
0: You just got to get the right ear.
1: I know, like I'm what sure. You, like,
0: what you consider like the parts that are unintelligible are different than mine. Like, there are parts in certain songs I don't understand. I'll be honest, I'm right, right with that
1: it could just be a noise that he's making too to uh go with the rest of the band at, at, at the same time. So, I mean, but um when I listen to this album again, I don't know. I mean, maybe if I was stuck in quarantine again and I was about to blow my brains out, I'd listen to it right before I ended it all, but yeah, I don't know if I'd, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like in my playlist. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: yeah, well, this is uh this is not a high rotation band. This is a uh... You get into, like, a lot of, like, for a couple of months at a time.
1: Yeah, like, when you're, like, if you're really if in, you into if it, it if you if really you really get... going through something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. I wanted to, but I did want to mention his other band, uh, Dead Boy and the Elephant Men, because that's more of a, it's compared a lot to, uh, White Stripes.
1: Could you send me a link to that, because I'd like to listen to it. because he is a good lyricist. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, his lyrics are great, uh. But, it that's yeah, that's more indie rock, uh, Sterner up rock, that kind of area. Right. And, uh, like, part of the reason they've not considered doing a uh, reunion is that he says he does not know if he could do that stuff again effectively, and he didn't want to just do the slow songs if they were going to reunite for a reunion show.
1: Well, I mean, but the thing is, is people grow, and they move on. And it was probably a moment in time in his life where he was really – feeling that or in his emotions and that was his way of aggressively getting it out
0: yeah also it's it's different than the other members where your voice can go with age where the most of them are still playing with bands and are pretty much just as practiced as ever
1: right yeah Yeah, i mean he doesn't
0: want to be the weak link which i imagine
1: screaming for like 30 years what Uh, that would do to your vocal cords.
0: Have you ever heard George Corpse Grinder Fisher talk? No. <laughs> well, his nickname is Corpse Grinder. <laughs> figure, uh. figure it out. Wow. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Nathan Explosion is based off of the way he talks.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Words like this
0: all the time.
1: Right, it's because he's been screaming for a hundred years. If they make it that long, usually they don't. Usually, you know, they don't make it into their 40s
0: or 50s. It depends on the guy.
1: They're they good.
0: Because there are... There is a a... I've actually been watching a lot of vocal reactions to death metal, and they've been describing the way that you can do it more healthily, which is interesting. Hmm. Just for health, there is a, a lot healthier way to do it than, there, than a lot of people. Oh. I mean... I mean, think about it. Anybody doing that for that long is going to figure out some tricks.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't end up like the Grinder guy.
0: Yeah, except he already sounded like that, if I'm going to be honest.
1: Oh, so he was like Patrick Mahomes, who sounds like Kermit the Frog.
0: Yeah, except like that all the time.
1: No, like Patrick Mahomes talks like Kermit the Frog. Like, it's funny as hell. Like, the football player? Okay. Yeah, it's funny. Anyway... Right. Um, what's the next album that we're doing
0: uh, on the wheel? All right. I got it up now. Uh, you're not going to be able to see it piece of the feed, but, uh Right. I got to do the whole thing. To... Come on. Let's land on some of the ears for once. Russ, there's really a wolf.
1: Really? I got a Ross album? Yeah. Ooh. That's awesome. You're so right. hope maybe it, maybe it will uh, go back and forth.
0: See, that's what but I... you
1: get to, you get to put the next album on the wheel, so...
0: I already did, before we started.
1: <laughs> you, what did you put on there?
0: No, I put yours on. We, the one no, we yeah, earlier. but once
1: Russ comes down, we've got to put another one on,
0: right? Uh, I'm still deciding whether, what, what I'm going to put on. I'm deciding whether to do something more avant-garde. Meaning? More instrumentation-based. Oh, okay, I'm down with that. There's lyrics, but most of the interesting parts are instrumentation.
1: So it's kind of like me with Hippie Sabotage.
0: Yeah. 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 You know my goal of eventually getting you to do a free jazz record. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, i will do a jazz record. I would get a jazz record for sure.
0: No, I mean, uh, f- have you ever uh, Do you listen to ever listen to hard bebop records? Uh-uh. Send me some not- legs, I'll <laughs> you know, man, it's great, but no lyrics and like one instrument in half the time.
1: <laughs> That's cool though. It's kind of like the spoons, like the spoon guys.
0: Yeah, except a little more versatile.
1: Yeah, 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 But, uh, no,
0: uh, Russ, there's really Wolf. Uh, I'm not sure what this is, so I'm very interested to find out.
1: So, a little, uh, a
0: little thing on Russ
1: before you get into it. Okay. Um, he is a, a, a white hip-hop artist from New York all right. who makes all of his own beats. Cool. Sings his own songs, raps his own songs, <laughs> writes his own hooks, records himself, engineers himself. And mixes it and masters it himself.
0: Okay, so he does
1: everything himself.
0: So kind of like E. Double did before his passing.
1: Yes, yes, just just on like a massively marketed scale.
0: And yes, I do know who E. Double is.
1: Uh, that was a little hey. <laughs> I mean, that, you don't you don't shock me anymore though, man. You don't. No, shock that me was anymore.
0: that was not for you. That was for the audience. Uh, you yeah, you know that I have a very wide breadth of range. I yes, not stay very much. On one thing for very long, like I loved revisiting Acid Bath. I probably will not listen to this album for another two years.
1: Yeah, I probably won't listen to it ever again. To be honest, you just just to be real. Well, yeah. Like, it's I'm it's, interested, I'm interested in Dax Riggs as a lyricist, but as um Acid Bath as. Like Sludge Metal, I don't know if I'll ever listen to any other Sludge Metal unless it ends up on the Wheel of Death.
0: It probably will at some point.
1: I'm sure it will, but I'm just saying it. I probably won't. I mean, it I've, I've,
0: it. I have a, I'll probably put Stoner Metal on there before I go back to Sludge.
1: Like some Tom Petty stuff? Like okay. that kind of Stoner Metal or different?
0: Uh, You ever listen to High on Fire? No. Nah. Sleep? No. Nah. Red Fang. No. Then no.
1: All right. So, I, what I'm going to do next, my next one, because I did, I put on hippie sabotage, which was like kind of hip hop, trance, techno. Yep. But I'm going to get into like some pure hip hop. All right. Like pure hip hop. Like, have you heard of Black Alicious? This
0: sounds familiar
1: he did the alphabet song where he rhymed every word with... The-
0: I, okay, so- I, I've heard of him through Screwfa- Screwface John.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentioned him in a video. Yeah, that would probably... Be- he. And he also does a song called Sleep, which I was driving to work one morning and I actually fell asleep. And I woke up in the parking lot. I made it there. Don't know how I made it there. Don't remember making <laughs> it there, but I made it there.
0: Maybe we should j- rename it to Autopilot.
1: Right. Oh what a great song. I got I'm gonna I'll probably listen to that now.
0: But uh so, yeah, no, uh it's uh I don't know what I'm gonna do next. Uh I'm have you listening to Folk Punk. No. That's probably what's folk there. punk. Yes. Really? Yes.
1: Send me some links to this <laughs> stuff, man. <I'm> just very
0: <laughs> in this thing, you're very confused. <laughs> like
1: oh, you're my... like. <laughs> That doesn't make sense.
0: How doesn't that make sense?
1: Folk, punk. Yes. So it's like folk music with punk. punk like punk speed and lyrics. Punk speed and lyrics, but folk music. Yes. Folk music is supposed to be slow and like, kind of like, uh, I don't want to say it, but like slow, like slow.
0: No, not necessarily.
1: Well, you're prove it to me.
0: Well, let's see. Uh I would call like Arlo Guthrie folk and I would not say everything he did was slow.
1: All right, I'll buy that. All right. I right, right. see <laughs> yeah. I see
0: your I, I see your cards and I raced them. <laughs> you <like>, uh, Yeah. You
1: said the king, I got the ace.
0: Yeah. No, no. Like I got that like uh Neil Young did it some fast stuff.
1: But Neil Young to me is a rock star. He's not like, he's a rock and roller. He's not a folk singer.
0: John um, Denver is like
1: a folk singer to me.
0: It really depends. Uh, it really depends on the, the era we're drawing from and what they were doing. I mean, not all Grateful Dead.
1: That's folk music to me. Yeah. That's, that's kind of slow. and But that's like stoner folk, though.
0: Then what's the difference between regular folk and folk punk? Huh? I mean, yeah, uh, I just, uh, also think about I never this, heard of it. Okay, is there anything? Think of the '70s. It was the '60s and '70s. Were there any more political in folk music back was then? It, repeat that question. Think of Bob Dylan. How political was it? Very political. Then would you say that it makes sense perfectly in that mentality, while punk music would gravitate that way?
1: Okay. I still had to hear though for it to make sense because if you think about it, everybody that you mentioned as Polk or folk singers were very slow. Like Bob Dylan's music was very slow, very melodic. Rarely sang on beat.
0: Everybody must get stoned.
1: Right. It was very slow in sixties.
0: I'm just saying, it's you can you can do both, man.
1: We're gonna prove it. It's gonna be it's gonna be half.
0: I got like thirty albums that I gotta pick from. Jeez. <laughs> so, uh, Violent Femmes. You know them. Yes. They, Barely. They would. I've
1: heard of them.
0: Okay, they would technically be in there.
1: As a folk. Punk Band.
0: Yes, they have a lot of that. Uh, they, a lot of their earlier catalog especially.
1: Like I said, I've heard of them. I've never really listened to them like like, a
0: lot. We'll,
1: in the sun, let me go. On. Yeah, I'm going to so like I said, I'm going to do Sorry, I, a lot. Sorry, I know before. it
0: mostly because they are they're a Madison band.
1: Right on. So I
0: will I will pick one off of my massive fucking list. I just have been listening to a lot of it lately. So
1: I'm right. sure you're – so do you listen to music digitally now? Good question.
0: Sometimes. It depends.
1: Like when you're going for your walks.
0: Oh, no, no. A, I use it, my phone. Huh? I use my phone
1: for that. Yeah, which is digital, right? Yeah. Digital. Like, I bet you you have, like, a million gigs of music on your stuff.
0: Uh, they could not fit into iPod, like, classic iPods.
1: Yeah, me neither. Like, I, my phone, which is an iPhone, Mm -hmm. obviously hip-hop, iPhone, you know, that's just what we do, right? Mm -hmm. Got to stick with the Joneses a little bit in the hip-hop community. I don't have any room on my phone to even take a picture because I have so much bloody music.
0: Yeah,
1: Like, I actually uh... had to start going through and, like, undownloading stuff. I mean, granted, it never goes away, but I had to undownload it because it was just, too packed. My phone was too packed. But You're looking at your storage right now, aren't you?
0: No, I'm looking at my phone, just in general. Oh. I, I got text. So, but No, I actually have an iPhone. It's an older one, but I don't fucking care.
1: Yeah, dude, if it works, it works. Yeah.
0: Uh, but we will catch you next time for... First, we're going to do the challenge so we can make those guys suck eggs. Yep. Um Then Russ.
1: Our Drake songs. What? Mad's top five, Fister's top five, Drake songs. Yes. Broken down to make them eat it.
0: And then, I I, not. I, then since the shot fired at me, I'll come up with something to make them suffer. You know I will.
1: Yes, because they're going to have to do a challenge that we pick. And I'll let you pick it just to, <laughs> just, to just to make it hmm. painful.
0: I mean, I could give them Screamy Monkey Boner Fun With Poop.
1: Screaming <laughs> Monkey Boner Fun With Poop. Oh, boy.
0: That's an album. There's a cover of the Happy Happy Joy Joy song on it from Brand Snippy.
1: They're going to be in insult- so—they're <laughs> going to be like, wow.
0: They're in a lot of trouble, yeah.
1: So we challenge you too.
0: No, we'll find it. Well, I'll find one. Dad
1: will tell you what the challenge is going to be, and you guys ain't gonna like it. You guys gave me an easy one, boys. Yes. Top five Drake songs. I happen to be a rapper. This is what I do.
0: And I find Drake. I met
1: Drake when he was in Detroit when he just
0: started out. Like, and I find him tolerable. Which is more than I'm gonna say that I can probably throw back their way Drake Drake, so it's like this okay, this is part of the thing where it's like we do not agree on everything. he will defend Drake all day, and I will ignore him. This is how this works, right. I'll defend
1: him because of his talent, but you know, I met him, so. Yeah. I have I have other opinions about Drake. But now, granted, he was young. Like, he was like like a 19-year-old. Ah, maybe 20 years old? When I met him, 21? Oh, he was 21 because he was drinking at the club. Well, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, when I was you going to say.
0: Drink. I was going to say. It like,
1: doesn't matter when you're Drake. But, yeah, so uh, my opinions of him are, are uh, as a human being are vastly different from him as an artist. We'll put it that way. All right.
0: So, uh. I'm going to stop recording in